Marky Worthington podcast all day. All day. Dream by night. <laughs> Don't buy me a drink. Just give me 10 bucks. Yeah, all day. <laughs> Go down to the strip club with your floppy disk and turn it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. You'll get fucking thrown out by Big Tony. <laughs> We're here to name names and make people feel more ashamed for shit that they're not proud of. Don't blow it. Keep it simple. Count your money. No, whatever it is. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Marky Worthington Comedy Podcast. This is episode 44 with uh, fellow comedian and mate Alex Jackson. Uh, it's a really cool episode. We uh, recorded this a little while back um, to have in the bank to put out now. So uh, I hope you enjoyed as much as I enjoyed recording it. It was a pretty funny episode. We talk about like all this uh, like comedy in Canberra versus the world stage, uh, comedians we like. Talk about different drugs. <laughs> and their effects which is pretty fun um and i don't think i've actually talked much about drugs on the show um before so that was cool to have a different type of um of take on things um and we do like this random phone sample uh between two characters so listen out for that one as well because that's pretty that's, that's good for a laugh i mean it's the, the impressions on my end aren't great but it's still fun whatever um for upcoming dates, I've got uh, The Basement Comedy on the 20th of July, so that'll be um, of the date of release of this episode next week. Um, and then we've got um, Boardwalk in Belconnen on the 29th of July, um, kicking off at um, 7.30. That's the um, erotic fan fiction night run by a friend of the show, Kai Faye, so check that one out. Um, and then we've got, um, Smith's Alternative on the 2nd of, um, August, and, uh, that'll pull us up into next month, so there will be more dates around town that, um, will be up, so make sure you check out my comedy page at Marky Worthington Comedy on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Marky Comedy on um, Twitter, and if you're listening to the audio version of this episode, make sure you check out the um, the YouTube channel at Marky Worthington Comedy on YouTube. Uh, it's got a bunch of other content as well. I do some gaming stuff as well. I think we talk a little bit about that in this episode. So yeah, a whole bunch of different um, spots you can find my shit. Make sure you check it all out. Um, and if you have any questions or um, things you want to submit to the show, send it to MarkyWorthingtonComedy at gmail.com and uh, we'll check it out for the show. I've got a couple ideas on uh, on uh, fan questions and random shit like that, so make sure you submit it all and we'll fucking go from there. But until then, uh, enjoy the enjoy the episode. Cheers. I love, I love that it's the Marky Worthington podcast with Marky Worthington. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the Marky Worthington Comedy Podcast. Um, you probably heard the intro before this intro, so we don't need to get into episode numbers or anything like that. You know what you're fucking listening to. And if you're listening to it, you found it, so I don't even need to do social shout-outs. I will, because I'm a psycho. But uh, that's enough about me, man. Let's welcome our guest to the show. We've got Alex Jackson. How you doing, bro? G'day, guys. How you doing, man? Good, good. Good to have you here, man. We've um, been hanging out in the comedy scene for a little while now. It's been... Well, I think you came in, was it just after COVID or just before? Uh, look, I came in for a tiny bit pre-COVID yeah. and then obviously COVID happened. So I like to think of myself as a post-COVID comedian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's like people that were born in 98 and say they're 90s kids. Yeah. Like you're like a pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, I'm just on the cusp, but I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, you 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 fucking you got on stage pre-COVID, but you cut your teeth after. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, man, I fucking I just started. Uh, it took me a while. I've always wanted to be a comedian. Like literally since I was five, I said I wanted to be a clown. So like, but it's taken me quite a while to uh, get the confidence to go up there and to take the risk. You know, yeah, yeah. To like push my energies towards that uh, as being the main thing that i want to do because mm. that can be scary oh yeah devoting all that fucking like nervous energy into positive <laughs> mm. yeah well that's um that's one of my favorite things to do you know is uh use my uncomfortability to make other people more comfortable and yeah. happy and like yeah comedy fits comedy is perfect for that you know um yeah, yeah. oh yeah I'm 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 terrible at audio, dude. Like like I instead of just like being a good host, as you're wrapping up your sentence, took a sip out of my tea. That's what kind <laughs> of podcast we're dealing with here. Um, for those of you that are watching the YouTube edition, um, the video, um, we got uh, we're in the studio here. You can see um, I'm I'm a goody go good boy drinking my fucking tea. Alex has got his uh got his fucking the very best the very best and, long uh, neck. they did not sponsor this episode <laughs> they've definitely been on the show before <laughs> yeah. they're like the unofficial sponsor of the show <laughs> at this point the valkyrie's beverage mm, mm. yeah we um for those of you that are just a quick uh shout out to the youtube channel so if, if you're listening to the audio edition and you want to get like the full experience check out youtube because you can see the video like it, it just i talk a lot with my hands and i like have um i, I sometimes have like um graphics and shit that i put up in the like background of the video uh -huh. like to help explain what i'm talking about yeah so yeah that's a i got a fair few um of the people that tune in are audio only. So I'm trying to like migrate people over to check out the video as well. Go check out the video, people. Cop a look. We're beautiful. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, so like like always, we nearly accidentally did that thing where we spoke all, all the good shit outside of the episode. Like where we just like, you know, have the best podcast before the podcast. Um, but yeah, dude, we were just chatting. Uh, I can't remember what got us into it. We we're chatting about, um, oh, about, about skating and, um, and videos and shit, dude. The fucking Belco Bowl Jam came up. Yeah, dude. And the fucking, um, dude, Belco, Belco Bowl is one of my favorite places. Like Belco's, Belco Bowl is the only place that you'll see a man who has Belco tattoo over, tattooed over his belly button. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, in big letters, like, like Tupac has thug. Yeah. yeah. Um, Just fighting with a guy that has Tugranon tattooed over. <laughs> no, it says Thugranon. <laughs> <laughs> Just to really bring it home. Do you see that photo of the dude that has Queen Bean across his back now too? Dude, I yeah. did see that. How like, good is that? We dude. need like one more and it'd be like the fucking four, four horsemen of <laughs> the, the apocalypse. The four horsemen of the apocalypse. That, that's when you know everything's gone wrong. <laughs> Alright, what's the fourth suburb? So you got Queenby and Tugranon and and um and Belco. You've got to have another one. Oh, where would you like? Oh. Gunners. Gunners, yeah. Just straight gunners. Yeah. But just where'd you get two you get guns on your guns? Yeah. <laughs> would you get garlands? What's a garland? Dude, actually I think it's like up to a vote. It should be a poll. It's like gunners or woden, dude. You you have to choose. You do. Oh dude, fucking 
I feel like Woden hasn't got as much of a following as Belko or Tuggers. No, no, because like if if you're in Woden, you're basically Tuggers anyway. Mm. Like Woden, no, no one cares. You probably about work it. in Woden, but yeah. you live in Tuggers. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you can you can't be trusted. You can't <laughs> yeah, be trusted. He's a traitor. <laughs> yeah, but dude, there's a big fucking controversy around the Belko bolt that I wanted to talk about, and th- there's a dude who actually wrote a book about it, and I think the dude's mum wrote a book about it too. <laughs> But uh, there's a guy who reckons that he did the 900 in the Belco Bowl before Tony Hawk did it. Oh, really? So he reckons he was the first dude to do the 900, and then like somehow it got picked up through tape or whatever, and then that's when Tony Hawk did it, and that's when it became famous, and that's what like blew him up. But he reckons he did it first... In the Belco Bowl. Holy shit. Yeah. Now, there's no video evidence left of it. There's no pictures of it. There's yeah. just this dude and his mum's books um, about it. But, like... <laughs> but, but, How do you write a book on doing the 900? Wouldn't you just be like, I did it? That's like one piece of paper? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like if you've ever read Scar Tissue by... Um, by Anthony Kiedis. No. Uh, it's 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 like it, like he kind of just tells you how he did a million drugs in between like four or five stories that tell you how the band got together. Mm. So really, this guy's got a, a book about the time he did heroin in a trolley and got pushed down Benjamin Way. Um, <laughs> and in the middle of that is I did the nine hundred before fucking Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I just I feel like fucking like when you compare the two stories, I mean. You got Tony Hawk, okay. <laughs> Heroin in a trolley. <laughs> <laughs> look, fucking Tony Hawk was. Uh, look, he's a more he's a more reliable source. Mm-hmm. He's a much more reliable. He does have source. more games made after him. Yeah, way more games. <laughs> but this this is like, and I, honestly, I would also love to find out that it is just this dude's delusion. Oh, how fucking good would it be if it was true, though? Oh, like, I want it to be true. <laughs> It would be better if it was true, but it would also be awesome to know that this dude has like wrapped his mum up in this delusion <laughs> yeah, that he, yeah. he had, like they've just done so many drugs. <laughs> they're fucking be like, we did the 900 first. My son would have been the Tony Hawk, <laughs> but he wasn't. <laughs> like, dude, how funny is that? Like, <clears throat> okay, if it comes to light that he actually did the 900, I don't know how they're going to prove it, but if they did, right, there has to be a game. Based on him instead of Tony Hawk Pro Skater, where you just go down <laughs> Benjamin Way in a trolley <laughs> <laughs> on fucking heroin, dude. Yeah, dude. Fucking. You have to pick up heroin as a fucking like power up to like keep <laughs> you going further. You can't pick up too much. You can't pick up too much. Someone you... has to make this fight. See, I'm not. I'm not a game guy, right? Like, I'm not a game creator. I'm a game player. Um, I spoke in the previous episode, actually, I had Phil Carruthers on, and I spoke about the first game I ever made. It was basically Minesweeper, okay. but with um, five parts of the phone, so you could put them together and call home because you played as E.T. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was like E.T. was searching for five parts of the phone, so oh. I could put them together. So, it was reverse Minesweeper, you had to click on the spots that had the, yeah, 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 the, yeah. the things. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it was um, it was Minesweeper stolen, <laughs> completely plagiarized. Et <laughs> the worst game ever made on Atari combined into the game I made to pass my Year Twelve software 
um, class. Oh, man. So, hey. But, like, and they didn't get you for plagiarism on any of that? No, they're like, you made it yourself. Like, I literally coded it myself, yeah. Well, yeah, if you fucking coded it yourself, yeah. Dude, what, what kind of code did you use? I just used Java. This is Java. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, like, a grid 10 by 10 and fucking randomly just, just placed the the parts of the phone. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Dude, like, sometimes, uh, like... That's like, where's the line between inspiration and plagiarism, mm, right? Mm. Like, because Minesweeper obviously inspired you, E.T. obviously inspired you, um, but taking the elements of those things doesn't necessarily incite plagiarism. Yeah, There's a, a line. There is a there line. Is a, it's, it's the same. So there's two points on that. There's one, like, we have that a lot in comedy. Yes. I'm so fucking influenced by so many comedians that I love. And the last thing I want to do is rip them off. And then subconsciously, I'll write a joke. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's great. And then I'll be watching it, the special. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's very similar to that. Dude, there is someone in Canberra right now who's doing a bit from Half-Baked. Mm-hmm. In Dave Chappelle's like yeah, yeah. Uh, movie Half Baked, and I don't know, and I haven't told them yet. Mm. And it's like, because 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 uh, you don't you don't I, it's, it, you gotta be soft with that stuff. You don't want to be accusatory. Yeah. Um, because sometimes uh, creativity just happens like parallel and simultaneous. Yeah. Um, but also like you ain't never suck no dick for no crack cocaine being replaced with you ain't never suck no dick. For, oh no, you ain't never suck no dick for no weed being replaced with you ain't never suck no dick for no coffee. Yeah, yeah. Is the exact same joke. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's uh, it's like there's per there's certain parts in the joke in jokes where you're like, oh, I don't really know whether that was rip off or just parallel thinking. Like, so I was saying there's two things. The other thing that I wanted to, um bring up about that is like um rob zombie said it best because you know rob zombie is like um and manson they they like sort of have um a lot of samples from other songs yeah yeah zombies just like dude at this point most uh, massive rob zombie fan i'll actually see if i can if you're watching the youtube video i'm gonna put up a thing like here <laughs> um <laughs> um where he he's just like Actually, no, I've already been fucked by um by plagiarism on some of my game streams because I was playing Doom. Oh, Doom. And the fucking backing track got detected as copyright because oh. I, w- I wasn't, like, talking over it enough. Is that like, the new Doom with, like... No, the, no, the... N64, dude. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, old school. Um, Killer bass riff in this one. <laughs> it's, like, a different song for every level, I think. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think it was about five or six levels in. It actually detected the song. Oh shit! Yeah, because I normally talk over the top quite a bit, but I think I was enough enough to muffle it out. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of like stuck on this like intense bit, and I was like just quiet for a moment. So it just kind of picked up on it. Dude, have you heard the soundtrack on the new Doom? Mm, No, dude, they got a heavy metal choir, Mm. like a choir of people who can do the screams and shit Mm, like that. mm. Fuck yeah! It's intense. It's incredible. It's beautiful. It's um uh satanic in the sense is the opposite of angelic mm, mm. yeah actually my buddy's just kicked off uh he's soon gonna put out an album it's called project ultimate satan oh shit uh canberra based band um One of the boys and i'm um i've been elected to be in the satanic choir for, for their live shows what's their name uh, so that's it. It's part of the the uh, part of Project Ultimate Satan. That's the name of the, oh, the pro- project. Oh, okay, that's sick. <laughs> that's the name. Um, they have a sick logo too. 
Um, he won't care if I he won't care if I put that logo here. That, okay, fuck the Rob Zombie bit. I'm putting the logo here. I'm holding the logo. <laughs> so, um, they um they actually do have like a satanic choir verse in one of in a couple of their songs or samples in the songs. So yeah, that's like really cool though. Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I was saying about um saying about um Rob Zombie. He was like at this point, nearly every riff. Every like chord, everything's been played. All we can do is speed it up or slow it down and reorganize it. Yeah. And it, it's the same with um, a lot of jokes. Like killing in the 80s for comedy was just a matter of being like socially observant. Whereas now we need to go to like a different fucking level. To, to get that same response. Yeah, you need to be like meta. You need to observe social observance. And even observing social observance has kind of been done recently. So now we need to observe the fact that people are observing social observance. Yeah. And it just and it can be hard to be that intricate while being that and because good comedy is simple. Like mm. it, it it's it's easy to understand. Yeah. But yeah. but it's easy it it makes intricate complex things easy to understand, I find. Yeah. It, it's like it's one of those things where you just sit there going like it's too complicated if only the comedians laugh. Like, because <laughs> they're, they're, you're putting on a show for comedians that know what it's like to write jokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and you can't be a comics comic. Like, not in Australia right now. If you want to make it, you can be a comics comic within the boys and stay in Canberra forever, but you'll never, you don't, there's no money for spots for you to be sitting down there and doing stuff like that. So you gotta, you gotta diversify. Mm. Um, you don't, yeah, you don't get those comedians, comedians. Mm. Um, as much as it is in like uh, a massive econ- economy somewhere like America, mm. where people like uh, people of your your and my caliber would already be um, like having paid spots type of thing, mm, mm. whereas in Canberra you've got to organize and make all this shit happen. Like you got to work your ass off because we're working with an economy that's like uh, has the population of just one state in America. Yeah, whereas yeah. they can pop around between like they, they go to 300 million different people and we can if you can even even if you get super popular in australia you're barely popular in la yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's like um when doug stanhope came to australia he did um some radio with dave hughes oh true and he was just like he did like a spot on there and and Stanhope was like, who the fuck is Dave Hughes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's like, he must be famous because he's got like fucking whatever thousand fucking Twitter followers in a country that doesn't use Twitter. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That was how he knew that he was famous because he was like, oh, he actually has followers unlike most people in Australia. Yeah, yeah. So he must be famous. Oh, man, Dave Hughes. I can, there's this old Dave Hughes joke that I still tell all the time. Um, every time I walk past a packet of Alan's snakes alive, we'll be like, look at them. No ear holes. They're all dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, he's got a great one. He does that. Hughes, I call it Hughesy stare. Oh. You know, when people do that thing where they're like, they're tr- the, the punch doesn't hit as hard until they just pause and stare at the audience and like do that like moment of realization. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've got a punch at the moment that, that doesn't hit as hard until I'm just like, Oh fuck! Like I, it's actually on my YouTube. It's it's the, so I'm not burning it. Um, it's a, it's a bit that I have about my ex girlfriend staying at her friend's place for the night. Okay, and I just blaze over it. Like I start the bit with like saying that like you know we're on the rocks, and then I'm like, anyway. So I was at home the other morning. My girlfriend was still at her friend's place from the night before, 
and then I like do the like, oh fuck, like and and that's when it hits harder because it's just like oh shit, Did you have that moment where it looks like I just realized that she cheated on me, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not it's it doesn't hit as like. It doesn't come across that way at first. No. Part of doing a bit, and a lot of my jokes, I'll like actually just do it for the first time on stage, happen to record it and just release it. Because I'll be like, fuck that. Like, I'm done with that joke. Like, it's about an ex-girlfriend. Um, I'm not going to write a joke about my ex-girlfriend for a year. You know, by then I might have another girlfriend and I like to make sure all my comedy is like, related to my current situation like i a lot of people will talk about like being single and all that sort of shit when they're like been they've been doing that bit for so long they've been married for five years and it's like so hard for me to do that like other people can get away with it but i can't like i can't act like that like i like to be real well that's that's another thing uh as a comedian right you're trying to like manufacture authenticity Every time you tell the story, it's supposed to seem like you're telling it on the spot for the first, first time. time yeah. Every time. Um, and manufacturing that authenticity means creating boundaries in your creative process. Uh, so if you don't want to talk about being single when you're not single because it doesn't feel authentic, then that's the way to go. Mm. Mm. Like, Yeah, I mean, I can sort of bend it a little bit. For example, I'll have like a bit about, you know, me doing something stupid at like a party or some shit. Yeah. Um, and then I'll just like, kind of like hyper expose that. Like I'll make it like in, uh, there'll be like the real story. I did this, the bit I did that, like for the, for the story I did this, Yeah. you know, and I'll, it'll be based on a true story, but I'll be like, you know, let's like heighten it a little bit. Speaking in hyperbole. Yeah. It's kind of like, or I'll get two nights and merge it into one. Mm-hmm. Like to make it not for the sake of like trying to be a hard cunt, but like <laughs> <laughs> just to show you, I can make two nights, one night. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, kind of to be a hard cunt. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but it'll be just to like for efficiency. I'll just jam it all together. Like instead of just being like, yeah, and then another night this happened. I'll just be like, then we went to this place and that happened. Like it just makes it like a bit tighter for stage yeah well you got to be careful of um what some comedians call the word economy Mm. like you don't want to you want to try and use as little words as you can to get your point across because if you start to fucking over talk too much it starts to sound like tolkien telling you that aragorn's walking down a stream and you have to fucking know what every single rock looks like yeah yeah like uh and this is not that funny um people start to go like oh yeah yeah and you don't want fucking at you um but that's the trick it's like um finding out what's important distilling it and then projecting that um and not everyone's good at that you know um, that's why we think some people are funny <laughs> <laughs> or they, or, um, some people will change their style of comedy to be, um, more like, you know, storytelling or some shit. Yeah. And, and th- they'll get like a select group of people that really like that style of comedy and they'll build like a loyal following of people, but it will take ages to fucking get anywhere. <laughs> Dude, I have this entire, like, style of comedy that I've never done on stage. It's only really for, like, my friends and family. 
that I literally can't do on stage because it's me imitating a black guy. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's so good. <laughs> like, it's so good. But um, with the times we live in these days, I can't. I can't come up and start doing Cat Williams. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like I can't. Um, I can't start doing Dave Chappelle and all those uh, mannerisms that I've picked up from them, which is a big part of my comedy. People who fucking. Uh, well, I. I I'm not sure if people will, but it feels like people are going to scream cultural appropriation. Yeah, yeah. Well, the th the thing is, man, like, I feel like you get a lot of leniency if it's funny. Like, it's got to be, um, what's the word? Be undeniable. Yeah. That, well, that's a Chappelle quote, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be undeniable. That is Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because if you are, if you are <laughs> that is literally Chappelle. Like, yeah, it, 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 it is fucking Chappelle. It is Chappelle. Be you, see, you somehow found a way to still impersonate him. <laughs> <laughs> God, this is so much a part of who I am. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah you have to be undeniable because then they can't they can't say anything. If you if you are fun if you're that fun. Yeah, it's it's like um I heard a good Chappelle story um on the um, Joey Diaz podcast. They had um this um comedian on there, her name's Kate Quigley. And she said that she was kind of tagging along with like um doing a couple of spots. Um when Chappelle was there yeah. and uh they were with like two other comedians maybe and um three of them were like uh, sort of stand on the side of the say out the front of the comedy club and um she's like what do you want to do and they're like well let's go get some food so she's hanging out with Chappelle and one other comedian um and they're all eating and um she's like oh what what, what are we up to after this I suppose I better go home and Dave's just like it's only 12 o'clock. There's plenty more fucking open mics to do. And she was like, holy shit. Like, this is what makes you who you are. You don't give a fuck about, like, what time it is. Whatever. There's mics. There's stage time you can do. Then he's doing it. Yeah. And that just goes back to that, like, work ethic and trying to fucking get, like, as much stage time as possible. Yeah, dude. You don't, you don't become the goat by not putting in the hours, you know? Um, but that's also, like... The most incredible thing about people like Dave Chappelle is they make working that hard look really fucking easy. Mm. And um, and that's what I aspire to, you know? Like, trying to be so good at what you do that other people don't think that you work really, really, really fucking hard at it. Um, and that's and that's what you and that's what you got to do. And it's also a part of that is like uh, shutting the fuck up, you know, and just doing your time and trying to wait. But also, like... Dave Chappelle never shut the fuck up. He was like the goat since he was 19. Like ask people who was in the club with him when he was young. And they were like, there was never a time he wasn't amazing. Hmm. Um, there was just a feeling. And some, some people with that, you just get that, you know, like you fucking get that. Um, but that uh, doesn't exist at the level where he is without following that and staying there and going to the 1230 mics and fucking uh staying on stage for four hours and smoking cigarettes no mm. matter who's trying to kick you off like um i'm often trying to find a balance between like caring about people but having enough self-respect to not be like a martyr mm. and fucking like take control of my own happiness yeah 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 it's fucking uh it's a fucking fine line isn't it trying to work out the balance yeah, dude. Everything's fucking balanced. Like, it goes back to fucking skateboarding, man. <laughs> <laughs> like um, a pro got the fucking call back in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Yeah, dude, every, uh, it's fucking, I know I sound like a bit of a whingy bitch, but every single problem in my life that I always end up coming up against, I'm like, oh, is it fucking balance again? Mm. Are you fucking serious? Do mm. I just need to have like self-control and try not to do too much or too little again? Yeah. Jesus, like, can I learn this <laughs> fucking lesson? <laughs> Fuck, man. It's, that happens with me a lot. Like, I tend to like, I dive into stuff pretty deep. And then I'll just fucking, like, immerse myself in shit, like, projects or whatever I decide to do. And then until I burn myself out, and then I'm like, oh, fuck, I went in too hard. Like, but the thing is, I always know if something doesn't work out, it's because I, it's not because I didn't try. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm fucking, I go in so hard on everything I do that if it doesn't work out, it's like, well, I fucking gave it a shot. Mm. Whereas, like, you ever met people that, like, just fucking, like, oh, yeah, I've kind of done that on and off for 10 years. Don't really like it. Like, well, fucking, why'd you do it for so long? Like, you waste your time and energy doing something that you don't really get, not really into. Oh, man. Like, uh, people who are, tra- like, and, uh, yeah, I have met people like that. Jobs and shit. People, yeah. like, work. Like, people are like, I never really liked accounting. I just, my dad was an accountant and I just got into it. There could be relationships. I never really liked Julia that much, but she was, like, good with the kids. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, fuck, yeah, dude. You know, like, and people end up in these crazy places and they fucking explode. Mm. Um, and that's what I, like, that's, um... And that's where, like, sometimes, yeah, coming in too hot, it's good to put your best effort in, but it's always, it's, it's, it's like to know when to rest, mm. you know, so you don't burn out, so that, um, so that spark doesn't die too quickly. Learning how to, uh, learning how to nurture passion has been mm. a big part of growing up for me. Yeah, right. You know, not just being pat, not just being like, oh, I'm gonna put all my passion into this, and be like, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because that's sick and it feels awesome. But like, uh, sometimes you put all your passion into things and then you chip, you cash in all your chips at that casino and you don't get to go there anymore. Mm. And it fucking sucks. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you can wreck stuff for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, that was amphetamines. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, like legit, I had a heart attack when I was 21 years old uh, because I was um, addicted to amphetamines. And um, I love stimulants. I absolutely love the feeling of stimulants being stimulated and the creativity and shit, but I can't do them anymore. Mm. I fucking went too hard, too fast, thought I was going to touch the moon and almost died. Um, and that's <laughs> fucking a, hell. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, like, it's a very real situation for that, but it's made, it happens it happens over and over again in my life in heaps of different things where I still, I still like, I still haven't learned the lesson not to come in too hot, mm, you know, mm. how, to, how to be smooth and cool when you come yeah, in yeah, yeah. so you can ride it out for a bit longer. Yeah, yeah. You know? Dude, it's, that happens so much in the comedy industry, like so many comedians have that personality. Yeah, dude. Like it's like in, in most situations you might think like, yeah, maybe like one in fucking, one in 30 people is like that. In the comedy industry, it's no fucking coincidence that it's like one in three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's it attracts comedy attracts that kind of personality. Like yeah. it's you just so like I'm just so fucking intense when it comes to shit that I've had to learn to like chill out. The the thing is like people that have addictive personalities, they never like not often do they actually stop being an addictive person. They just stop being addicted to the thing they're addicted to. Yeah. Like they'll they'll get off booze or they'll get off fucking whatever, and they're like, 
they'll just direct that into something else. They're like always an addict. They've just changed a healthier thing to be addicted to. Well, yeah, because um, sometimes you can realize that the things, like if, if you have like addiction in your blood, those are the cards you sort of dealt, uh, which is something I do think tends to happen to people, you know? Um, uh, like I think just more people are more prone to addiction than others. But if you have that in your blood, oh, I lost where I was going for a second. If you have addiction in your blood... It's like me, dude. Like, I, I'm the same. Like, I, I just don't direct it into shit that, like, is going to fucking kill me straight oh, away. Oh, dude, yeah, that's it. That's it. You can recognize that you don't have to be addicted to things that are self-destructive. Mm. You can be addicted to the gym. You can be addicted to drinking water. Um, sometimes it, um, it can be less satisfying, but you can retrain your brain to not be so, uh, so susceptible to um, instant gratification. Mm. Like uh, it's, uh, you can retrain your brain to learn to want rewards that take a long time to get uh, rather than just eating candy bars all the time and fucking hitting a button that puts a dopamine light in your head. Yeah, true. Um, like candy bars is another, but yeah, you can retrain your brain to want, uh, as an addict, you can be addicted to like long-term pleasure. Yeah. Rather than short-term pleasure. And, and a lot of short-term pleasure. It's pleasures, like edging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and the fact that like a lot of short-term pleasures are bad for you. If it's easy and it feels good, it's probably not the best for you. Mm. That's That sucks, but that's life. <laughs> How crazy is it that there's such a... Fu- you're sp- speaking about balance, dude. There is literally everything has that, though. Like, you can't just be like... Like, imagine if you could just eat whatever you wanted and fucking do whatever drugs or drink whatever you wanted... And there was no long-term effects of that. There wouldn't be a sober person out there. No. Like, no one would fuck with anything aside from... Imagine how, like, much we wouldn't give a fuck about things if we could just get whatever we wanted and it didn't affect us at all. Oh. <laughs> like, it, it, and also... Oh, like, and how quickly would that become shit? Yeah. How, how quickly would you not want to fucking eat whatever you wanted anymore yeah well that would be mediocre we'd all have to be doing heroin on the moon because like yeah. a beer at four o'clock in the afternoon is not doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I, w- I heard of a really good fucking interview i forgot who it was it was like one of the old rock and roll guys i'm tr- i'm think i want to say iggy pop i can't remember anyway they're just like so in the end why were you doing i, I- i'm gonna mis- misquote the person but i know what he said mm-hmm and the rest can just be Googled, we fucking lazy cunts. Just fucking Google what it'll I say. It'll be right there. Yeah, it'll, okay. <laughs> it'll get the better of me and I'll put it there. <laughs> um, he was like, they're like, so um, in the end, why did you end up doing like heroin? What kept you in it? He's like, by the end, man, I was just doing heroin so I could shave in the mornings. <laughs> <laughs> That's what level you get to. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, I just want to, I just want to look presentable, mm. you know? Um heroin's a really funny one man heroin is one of the only drugs that we know of that like the drug itself doesn't have that many negative effects on your body like Mm. it doesn't fuck with your liver doesn't like kill your brain cells doesn't like make your blood thicker or thinner or anything like that but as soon as you take it away you get sick Mm. you start fucking dying and it's like um like the only the only other drugs we know that are even similar to that is alcohol and benzos so like xanax uh uh and um fucking valium and shit like that yeah yeah but um yeah there's these like um but benzos and valium uh benzos and alcohol are actually quite bad for your body but heroin yeah like uh it's such a weird thing that it can be so destructive but 
only really be destructive once it's needed and then taken, taken away. Taken away, yeah. It's crazy. Fucking hell. It's like um, Bill Burr said that thing on, I think it was on Conan. I can't remember. He was on a talk show. He's just like, I don't know what it is about heroin, but all I can say is if you do it once, you have a six pack for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it is. You get that shit. It's yeah, called you, heroin shit. Yeah, you, you look like the fucking dude from the Iron Maiden cover, front cover, like album <laughs> like cover. Eddie. Eddie? Yeah, dude. You get that Eddie bod. Dude, girls want to fuck Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Or <that's laughs> well, the right girls. <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad good girls. <laughs> yeah. Or good. good bad girls. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, it's all the same to me, baby. <laughs> My number is... <laughs> it's all rock and roll. It's all rock and roll. Yeah. Oh, man. I like. I remember I saw Iggy Pop at like one of the last big day outs mm. a couple of whiles ago. And man, he looked like a bag of bones wrapped mm. in some like old suntanned leather. Yeah, like, yeah. And he was not wearing many clothes either. But he still... It was a fucking good show. Mm. Belted out a mad show, but... Whoa. He, he looked like the outside of that Christmas ham you cut off. <laughs> yes. You know that bit? Yes, that, that, that's his skin had that exact complexion. Oh <laughs> fuck, dude. Um, yeah, dude. I, I've seen I seen Iggy Pop on um, on Viva La Bam. I think he was on an episode mm. of Bam. Yeah, fucking interesting episode that one because I full backstage with him and shit. Oh, yeah, it's shit. worth. Yeah, it's, I think it's on YouTube. There's just like these clips, but. Um, I, f- I think it was Iggy Pop um, that had this quote, and I quote it all the time. I, I quoted this when I fucking um, when, when I um, I'll tell you a story in a minute where I quoted this. So actually, fuck it. I'm telling the story, and then I'm telling the quote. I'm not gonna wreck my own story. So I I broke my ankle playing ice hockey. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm like, dude, my fucking. Um, I thought it was just really badly sprained, but it was bent the wrong direction. Like I just, I was just oblivious to the fact that it was actually broken. I did, I was in denial because we had a game on Sunday and I was like, should be right. Um, and it was on a Monday night. So I'm like, I've nearly got a week to get over this. Anyway, so I come out, I'm still wearing like all my ice hockey gear. The only difference is I've taken the fucking skates off. So I'm just in like DCs with like a full ice hockey kit still on, just taking the helmet off. <laughs> I'm using my ice hockey stick to like to lean on and my buddy's like hey man do you want me to get your car and bring it over like are you you sure you're good to drive dude like are you like it's your right foot it's like you, you're probably gonna need that to drive and i'm like dude i'm fucking good i'm okay <laughs> so i'm standing there i'm holding the fucking self i'm holding myself up with the fucking stick he pulls up and and i was i was listening to hip-hop on the way to fucking um to ice hockey and i just got out turned the car off didn't turn the music off right and he's driving my car for the first time he doesn't know where all the fucking buttons are so he just rolls up music's still at the same level same song still playing um there's a hip-hop guy from brooklyn called necro yeah yeah so it's just cranking fucking necro head split rolls up Which coincidentally was used in the movie Goon, so it was like a Dude, m- yeah, yeah. I love Goon. Yeah, so Sean William Scott, Mike the, William Scott, whatever his million. Yeah, yeah, are. yeah, yeah. Stifler. So yeah. <laughs> when um when fucking he when when um one of the other enforcers walks into the fucking change room for the first time, Necro's playing. Yeah, so I was just like, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> So it's come full circle. The fucking thing's pulled up next to me. I'm holding myself up with the ice hockey stick and I like hobble over the car, open up the back door, threw the fucking stick in there. He gets out. I jump in the car. I'm still got shoulder pads and everything still on. 
pull the door shut. I'm sitting there, arm on the fucking window. I look over and my whole team is just all out the front of the ice hockey place. And like like half of them are smoking dories, the other half are drinking beers. That's what, that's what ice hockey's about. <laughs> and, um, that's, well, I like ice hockey. It's like the first time I rolled up for a drop-in session. There's a dude just drinking a fucking beer out the front, like smoking a cigarette. And I'm just like, oh, you come to watch the game, are you, mate? And he's like, nah, I'm fucking playing goalie tonight, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, shit, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> this explains why you don't have to move far. Yeah. But yeah, yeah dude, so I, um, I look over, I'm, I've got my arm on the window, and I just like turn back, I see them all standing there. I'm just like um, waiting to see if anyone has anything to say before I fucking leave, because I'm like, I might die. One of them just goes you sure you don't want me to drive, bro? And I'm like, don't try and tell your daddy how to fuck and drove off. And I'm like, <laughs> halfway home and I'm like, oh, that was Iggy Pop that said that. <laughs> tell your daddy how to fuck. In that Bam episode, in that fucking Bam episode, Bam says to him, he just opens a bottle of Jack and starts drinking. And he hasn't even gone out for the gig yet. This isn't pre-gig. This is pre-gig, not post. Yeah. And Bam just goes like, should you be drinking that much before you play? And that's when he said it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, oh, fuck it. (laughs) So just like with comedy, dude, that went into the memory bank. And I said it without remembering that I, who I was quoting. I only remembered the quote. Oh, dude. Mm. Well, you remembered it now. Yeah, dude. I fucking got the quote, but yeah. Well, I said we'd run half an hour. Uh, we've, we'll wrap it up with that, man. But we got like a we got like a sound sample we're working on for after this. So we're going to uh, chuck that in after this episode. So we'll wrap it up now and then we'll get into our fucking cool little little sketch that we thought of, eh? Fuck yeah, man. Thanks for having me. And I'm just going to fucking plug. If you guys have Spotify, jump on and look for Sensu Beans for the Soul. S-E-N-Z-U. Beans for the Soul. Like... Uh, Dragon Ball Z. Listen to me and my son talk about shit. Fuck yeah, dude. No, mad plug. And um, I appreciate anyone that got the reference before you needed to say Dragon Ball Z. They're well, the, hopefully they're, the they're not listening. If I shouldn't give the reference, you know? <laughs> if no, you don't yeah. get it, don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, no, th- thanks for listening and thanks for being on the fucking show, dude. Uh, Thank you for having me. We'll get into this fucking sample, but it'd be rad to uh, have you back again some other time. Yeah, please, let's do it. Don't buy me a drink. Just name names. Yeah, yeah right. Big Tony. You'll get fucking thrown out of the strip club with your floppy disk. Yeah, all day. Make people feel shamed for shit all day. <laughs> Don't blow Turn it. into a hard drive. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to... Keep it simple. Count your money. That they're not proud of. Come on, man. Pick up. Come on. Hello? Uh, hey, dude. What's going on? Uh, Steve-O. Nah. <clears throat> I'm alright, dude. How you, how you dude? <clears throat> dude. Oh, man. Uh, dude, I, I really need some, um, I really need some... Look, I'm, you know I'm on this, on this health kick shit, right? Yeah, you need some, some of that K? No, no, no. I, um, uh, I need some garlic horseradish pills. Um... <sighs> Uh, I'm still smoking cigarettes tonight, but um, I'm gonna need some, <laughs> yeah, some rhubarb, apple, spinach. What what you got, man? Man, you know I don't fuck with that shit. Uh, I got some heroin-soaked pecans. No, 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 not tonight, man. Not tonight. <laughs>
I'm looking more like you got some truffle butter, um, truffle butter uh, steaks, maybe. Uh, look, man, I've been, uh, I, I've been working with this guy. I've been working with this guy. He's making juices. How about a, a pro juices? Pro? None of that sugary shit like boost, right? No, no, no. Like what we do is because I know you're all about saving the fucking planet. I saw you on the SeaWorld shit. What we're going to do, right, is uh, all that fucking extra fruit and shit they leave after when, they're, when, they're, when it's not the right size and shit. We'll get all that shit. Juice it for you professionally. Ah, oh, man. You know you got the shit juice, man. Oh, thanks for, thanks for hooking me up, dude. Oh, whoa. Okay, okay. All right, okay. Look, I was kind of, I was chasing the idea of getting this healthy shit, but, uh, how many nangs you got? How much money you got? I reckon, let's do four bags of K and three nangs just to go with the fucking, with, with the juice. All right. I saw that VH1 special, so it's going to be double. <laughs> Consider it done, my homie. Cool. I'll see you on the horse out back in five. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me ten bucks. Hey, right.